Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And you are listening to episode 112. Two ones, that's, that's us. Oh, and one, one, and then a one, two. One plus one is two. Hold on, hold on. Wait. 11 plus one is 12. One 11 plus one is 12. No, 112. 112 minus zero. Wait, Divided by two times four divided by two is 112. And you are listening to episode 112. Enough with the number play, but I will say we did have two guests. And for the second time. So that's a two times two. That's a four. You're keeping track at home. All right, enough. Honestly, enough of this. The Hood Girls from Hood Spa. In California, Jen and Amy Amy Hood. Yes. What's the full version of Amy? Amy Andra? We actually made this joke the first time, I swear to God. Respect. Wow. Love it. We're consistent, at least. (laughs) And what were we talking about, Vince? Perhaps apropos? Absolutely. Growing up? Growing up, uh, the passage of time in the context of creative pursuits, more or less, but also abstaining from that um real life (laughs) and also just growing up in general how your perspective and your outlook changes and uh it's been two years more or less since we talked to jen and amy last and episode nine of of the podcast they've grown a lot and so is their work and so is their business and so it was super interesting to talk to them and to gain some insight and perspective about their own journeys yeah absolutely fascinating and what a pleasure always a pleasure those guys are phenomenal absolutely when I think of growing up one big point in my growth was realizing how easy to use and beautiful Squarespace was why it may get harder than it needs to be Vince it's true everyone sometimes I mean a lot of times people are like have to be custom have to build it from the ground from up scratch man but that's a naive point of view I really do think so it's it's actually a lot of times the content that is the big difference and uh, shouts out to the sponsor of today's episode Squarespace uh, truly the on-one tool for making a beautiful website the 10,000 hour site which is 10khrs.co 10khrs.co <laughs> Just some more number play for you. Uh, <laughs> is built on that, and we absolutely love it. It's so easy to update the content to make it look great, and it uh, really gets all the hassle out of the way. And if you use the offer code 10,000 hours, that's one one four zeros. One zero 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 zero. Yes. Yeah, yeah. One one four zeros. <laughs> Ten thousand hours. Never gets old. And then the H O U R S at the end of the one one and the four zeros. That's gonna get you one one and one zero percent. Oh. That's 10% off of your subscription to the site. So thank you, Squarespace, for an amazing project. Well, product, but also this product. Project, yeah, yeah, for an amazing product and for sponsoring our show. Thank you to Jen and Amy Hood, the talented and inspirational women behind Hoodspa. Thank you, listeners, for listening. I hope you enjoy episode 112, Growing Up. Like a few innuendos, like what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. What's innuendo between strangers? Oh my god, the remix. I feel like our editor will have kind of 
amped up my voice, dropped in some reverb, made that really pop, <laughs> thrown in a couple of horns, and like just really made that a pretty dope start to the show. You, you catch all that? You catch all that, Pat? Pat, of course, is our editor, and we love calling him up by name and giving him instructions when we record. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes he does them, and he's a homie. Speaking of names, Ooh. Vince is yours. So far, so good. Grant is mine. And speaking of Grant, that's me. I have a question for you. That's Vince. So I'm still, with, I'm still with you. Oh, yeah, I'm still with you. The question, as it were, did I use that right? Yeah, that's right. That's the, the right word. The question, as it were, is Vince. What have you been putting your time into? What have you been working on? Uh, well, besides what's going on at work, I still have freelance obligations with my homie, Natalie Olbrantz, uh, who's making a clothing company happen out in Seattle. Uh, so that's pretty cool. A uh, clothing company for, for little ones, for oh. little tykes. Yep. Oh, okay. It's called... For, for children. <laughs> yeah, for children, for young children. I saw an episode recently of Life's Too Short with Warwick Davis. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. So that's kind He's of cool. Yeah, he... That dude is super interesting. Very cool dude. Uh, so yeah, that's keeping me busy. Grant, what are you putting your time into recently? What Let's you... get work on the show. What? What's that? Let's get work on the show. All right. You hear that, Pat? Call Warwick's people. <laughs> yeah. Get him on the line. Uh, I've been prepping. Um, you know, I got back from Thailand uh, last week, and since then it's been a whirlwind prepping for a shoot tomorrow. Actually, for friend of the show, former guest now, uh, Ghostly Ferns, Meg. Oh yeah, I'm working on a little a little shoot for a product of theirs. I'm very excited about it. How great is she, by the way? Um, a, I give her an A. <laughs> God, sorry, I just was that thinking was a, the grade. I was that was a a delayed yeah. gratification Man, cell on that one. On. No, I liked it. Um, yeah, but speaking of A's. Actually, maybe A pluses. Oh, A plus, A plus. Oh, A plus J you're going for. I was thinking A plus just grades, like as far as quality of guests mm. in the past. And mm-hmm. I want to say this is maybe our third. Well, te- okay. If we're getting into technicalities, this is our third repeat. Yes. The first is undisputed. Bear the, Brooks. The first. Hey, give yeah. it to the man. Bear Brooks. Shouts out. Moment, moment of applause here for Brooks. The kid earned it. Yes. He was our first repeat guest. Then the uh, the oft spoken of and terrific David Sherry. Yes. Uh, he reprised his Partial participation. Yeah, his PP. Yeah, uh, as as a member of uh, Death of Stock with, with Allie. Allie. Allie Lemon, certainly, certainly. Yes, we had him back on for a solo app, but I know the forums have been blowing up. People are saying, no, 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 that's, not a true that's repeat app. That's a one point five. Don't even think about it. And here's what they say: they say first is worst, second is the best. I'm calling this our second repeat. I have to imagine it's going to be the best. Welcome to the show of episode nine acclaim. Of episode nine. Nine. Wow. We have the sisters and the proprietors of Hoodspa Design Co. The artists, designers, makers, creators. And just excellent all-around individuals. Uh, That is Amy and Jen Hood. The A plus J as aforementioned. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us again, guys. Patience. Hey, guys. Best intro. It was so hard for me not to chime in and be like, yep, yep, that's me. So, are are there any differentiating qualities to your voices that you could point out to the listeners? We, of course, know them because we're pros, but uh, our our Rube listeners won't be able to pick them out unless you point this out. 
I will say that Jen Me is on more of a Le- Lauren Bacall register, let's say, <laughs> and Amy is more on a uh, maybe Audrey a Hepburn? an Audrey Hepburn. Register. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. That's... It's a bit more pitchy. What a terrific way to describe it. Have you done Amy's this before? Soprano to my alto. <laughs> when we used to have to sing in church, because my grandma goes to a Baptist church, Amy's then I had to sing alto. Yeah. Amy's Aubrey. Is that a mnemonic? Is that a mnemonic? Mm, anything could be a mnemonic. Shit, man. Uh, excellent. Guys, it's been two years since we last talked. Uh, we're sure heck? lots have happened. Lots has happened, uh, and lots will be happening. Speaking of which, I'm going to take the honors once again of asking you, what have you guys been working on lately? What have you been putting your time into? Oh, man. Jeez. It's like, when when are we not working and what are we not trying to do <laughs> to our own detriment, maybe? <laughs> but uh, we, we decided it would be a really great idea to try to start getting some more passive income. And so aside from doing our ebook, uh, we've, we're trying to make like a hard goods line, like actual product, not like... Not like Facebook or like some sort of app, but like a real, like hands-on, old school definition of the word product company. And so we're making like, of course, your typical enamel pins, like every other designer out there, but some other stuff too, some cool stuff like bandanas. And um, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to do as much as we can in the U.S. And we're just trying to figure out things that are a bit easier for us to just make once and then just sell. If people want it, they take it, and if they don't, then they can move along. They don't get rounds of revisions, and you know, we kind of we kind of have a little bit of creative control, which is really nice. And that would be sods and odds, or odds. Yeah, odds and sods. Uh, odds and sods. <laughs> I, I just uh, I just realized something very beautiful. I remember I hit you guys up. Because uh, I was like, God damn it, I need to get some of these patches. I believe you had patches. Maybe it was pins. You, do you have any patches? We have patches, we too. To. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember freaking out about that because I was like, I've been on the hunt for a decent denim jacket. And I'm happy to report back, I got a denim jacket. And perhaps Ooh, it's time get? for me to uh, a thrift store in Denver. Actually, nice. on, on the eve of a Tame Impala concert at Red Rocks. What? What so a terrific time to get like the a jacket! Really great night. Yeah, I was pretty excited. What? Yeah. That's a sensational answer to that question. Yeah, I know. Fun. Gosh. Yeah, that was a good show. Shouts out. We should actually show notes this this Tame Paul remix of a Miguel song. It's like incredible. Wait, which one? You're gonna have to Ooh, find saucy. it. Yeah. Uh, I'll find it. I'll, I'll link you guys too because I've been like obsessed with it. Or wait, is it a Miguel remix of a Tame Paul? No, it's a Tame Paul remix. I think. <laughs> Chicken or the egg, uh, okay, so and you put the patch on that jacket. I I would, or some pins. I don't know. I feel like right, dude. Say yeah. no more. We're right. sending you stuff Ooh, right now. Oh my! Wow. Boom, boom. I don't have a jacket, but I I have like jeans. Do you have a backpack? <laughs> <laughs> Are you ten? Do you have a backpack? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have a variety of bags I could put put a pin on or a, or a there patch. You, go. you can put a pin on anything. Oh, and that's right. the other thing we're trying to do with our time. We're trying to educate society to let them know that there are other things you can put pins on. So that hopefully they'll buy more. I love it. I love it. What a PSA. Noble cause, um, truly. Uh, well, that's awesome. That's the dream, right? To make just to make something with that you can hold in your hands and sell it that other people want. Yeah, yeah, it's so nice. It's such a nice break, and it's yeah, like at the end of the day, you can hold something in 
and you see tangibly what you've done with your time all day. Because sometimes I think I, it's easy to get in your head as a designer and just feel like, what the hell am I doing with my life, you know? Because these projects, the scope can be so big that sometimes it just, I don't know, it can get really overwhelming. So being able to just design these really simple little things and then, you know, have them made up. And enamel pins are awesome because the, the cost and the like the risk is so low on it, right? Like you don't have size breakdowns like t-shirts. You don't have to worry about ordering like, you know, 300 of the wrong size or something like that and not selling them. It's just one size fits all and it's, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, you don't have to pressure test them in browsers. You just, (laughs) the pins are just the pins. There's a beautiful simplicity in that. Uh, Well, thanks for catching us up on what you're doing right now. I think it will parlay nicely into our overall topic, uh, which is sort of about our our, OT, uh, which is kind of about the passage of time in a way. Uh, It's about from A to Z. It's about growing up, how our work changes over time and certain milestones and hurdles that we have to pass through over or around on our way there yes i mean what a, what a treat to get to talk to you guys two years later now a bit further along in your business in your in your creative careers in, in your, your personal journey, relationship in your journeys as artists yes unbelievable you've got pins now <laughs> <God damn. laughs> but yeah so tell us what have the last two years been like how do you think chutzpah has changed in, in that time um well, I know for sure, like, obviously our look will always be like evolving and that kind of thing. But I think what I've learned the most over the past year or so is more of how to frame the presentation and like create context for clients that we're working with. Because before when I was working, I was just like, I just thought being a designer was 95% just doing the work, doing good work. And that, you know, the client would automatically understand that when I sent them the email or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now I don't even send work blank in and like, if I just sent, if, if I just sent a proof without any context in an email, like that would be the worst decision personally, I think I could ever make now. Cause now I have so much more focus on, okay, how do I frame their you know disposition and like get them really like prepped and primed and ready to have a positive reaction to the work I'm about to send them. So it's all about figuring out like ways to talk to them that help them connect the decisions I made in a design to their goals as a company. So there's a lot more, I feel like strategy. It's like, instead of just like, uh, doodling on a etch a sketch, I'm like starting to play like battleship version of design agency uh, life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. part of the game, right? I mean, right. That's that's even something I think I've I've definitely realized too. Is I I what I do is I send a lot less like draft stuff, and it's more just like here's the thing, you know. And and you know, of course, there's con- I like to add context too, but I think I used to just send so many drafts of things. And like I, I was expecting the client or the you know the collaborator to make the decisions, but I think it, uh, part of that for me has just been like growing into my own voice or my own perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, where were you guys at? Like, okay, so you guys had I know you guys had like you maybe had a couple employees. I I don't remember where your focus was. You guys feel like you're still in the, still focused on the same sorts of projects. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, we, at the beginning, when we first started, it was mainly illustration and branding and really the way it's adapted has just been kind of elevating the level of work that we're getting. Um, but still mainly in, you know, print packaging, environmental branding of, of all, you know, in across all environments. Um, 
not so, and we do a little bit of web work, but um, mostly just the identity and the collateral and that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Um, how do you feel like beyond a sort of uh, a more physical way, how has the philosophy of Hutzpah evolved over the last two years? Or hasn't it? Has the philosophy been a constant uh, guiding light? Or has it shifted? Has it grown up with you? Have you grown towards it? Have What's grown apart? Yeah. Or have you <laughs> have grown you apart? Grown or apart? yeah, have you grown <laughs> apart? With your sister. Certain, I mean, we'll dive into that later. But uh, do you feel like you've kind of kept consistent with the the voice and the perspective of the brand? It's weird. I don't know. It's, I feel like it is changing a little bit because, um, well, first of all, we want to get, we want to get like bigger paying clients. Right. So we're always kind of trying to figure out how to present ourselves in a way that helps people trust us, you know, cause I feel like that's half of the battle is just, is just letting people in and letting them know that, you know, you can take care of this and you can handle this. And, um, so I think at the, at the beginning, it was a lot of like a lifestyle brand and we're still trying to do that. We still want it to be very much us. Um, but I think right now we're trying to figure out like how best to move forward because we do want to get better work and bigger work, but we don't necessarily want to grow our employees. Like we like it small. We like this little nimble machine that we've created. And even though over the years we've tried adding more positions and things like that, it, it just became so messy. It's so hard to make good profits when, you know, like you're a small agency kind of model and you hear people say it all the time so i think we're kind of trying to figure out like what do we want to do right now we talked to our friend the other day um they have this really cool company called ghost mouse and um they do kind of what we do branding and stuff like that but he was he was kind of talking to us just about like chutzpah and you know his outside opinion and he was like i think you guys should just keep rolling with like basically amy and jen and this you know small crew and just like pitching yourselves as like personalities more instead of trying to grow the agency under like this hudspa moniker as much so i don't know i feel like we're kind of trying to figure it out because we've been in business for five years now and i feel like it's kind of a pivot moment yeah well they say your personality changes every every seven years right like your dna changes every seven years so i feel like we're nearing that seven year itch with hudspa we're at five now so i feel like in the next two years we'll we'll definitely way hone in our our client roster because right now uh i think we're just a little too maxed out on like a million different uh dream plans as well as uh, client work so we've um been saying no a lot more and and trying to winnow the the field so that we can like have time to even be retrospective. I think up until now, we've kind of just been like flying by instinct. Just reactionary. Yeah, Yeah. we're totally reactionary, which is not a positive way to think about, you know, business planning. So we we were thinking like, let's take off the next two months as far as like not taking on new clients, just maintaining existing clients and actually think of ourselves as the client and start like going after what we want. So that's our next move is we want to start connecting with people at the places we want to work with. So like reaching out to the NBA, reaching out to Adidas, reaching out to like companies that we like and saying like, Hey, we'd love to work with you and, and starting to pitch work that we want. Totally. That makes sense. I have, if, if I'm being honest, I couldn't help but just picture one of you guys like consuming the other when you're talking about the DNA switching over and just <laughs> super hood. 
Wow. Have you guys, I, have you guys considered that? I have not. I did not anticipate that comment. You can see me twitching over here. Yeah, I Whoa. felt Grant had something to say that I felt was going to be really important and insightful. I was like half like trying to keep We thought it was going to be super insightful, and now we're just because, like, because huh. Because growing up is like, I've tried to like learn to like shut up and maybe just like not say something, but... <laughs> hey, if it's on your heart, I want to hear it. <laughs> so that I mean, but you you make a ton of super interesting points. Uh, some of them that we've heard echoed before, like a big part of coming into your own is learning when to say no and when to be selective about your clients. I think everybody when they're young or their business is young is about taking everyone, getting exposure, getting things in and out the door. Uh, and then as you grow up as a brand or as a, as a creative in general, you, you start to learn to turn away from that uh, way of doing business. Others uh, were something we maybe haven't heard. Uh, for instance, like, Every seven years, having a, a major overhaul of your of your DNA that that's an interesting <laughs> philosophy. Uh, it, did you mean that biologically or more like holistically? Uh, well, I think just like as a company, like if you're not adapting, I mean, you can still keep your brand essence while pivoting to like. Uh, appeal to changing times, right? Like I was reading this book about, um, I think it's called Iconic Brands and it's by his last name's Holt. I forget his first name, but anyways, uh, he talks about how Coca-Cola is such a genius, iconic brand because while their brand stays the same as far as like you understand that that's the logo and that's the color, their messaging has always been able, up until recently that is, been able to adapt really well to the changing times. So like, you know, back during World War II in the 40s, like they were the epitome of like feel good Americana when our boys were out there like fighting you know, the fight in um, Europe and they would send free Cokes to say like, Hey, here's a piece of home. And they connected that way with something that was happening real life on the ground. And then they pivoted again in the seventies when, you know, that sentiment wasn't working and they, they turned it more to the holistic. I wish I could buy the world a Coke to address the fact that, you know, the new generation was feeling very disconnected and like, you know, their peers weren't understanding that they just wanted to like unite the different cultures. And then in the eighties with the, you know, mean Joe green commercial that, you know, kind of touched on like racial tensions, but also just like that feeling of bringing different worlds together. They've always been really great at that until recently their stuff recently has been kind of junk, but that's what kind of makes you iconic knowing when to pivot based on like the changing culture. And, and I think if we were to just keep doing the exact same thing we were doing seven years from now, then we wouldn't really be aware of what was going on around us probably, or we just wouldn't be as, as cutting edge. And that's what we've always wanted to be is that's what chutzpah means is being ballsy, brazen, bold, you know, and that's what we want to keep doing for sure. Certainly. That's a, I mean, it's a great answer. And first of all, quick uh, shout outs to our sponsor, Coca-Cola. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening, uh, the, the views of our guests do not necessarily reflect <laughs> the views of the host. Uh, no, I kid. But, uh, <laughs> I don't think the, I don't think the branding recently has been junk. Okay. We've got the first sister disagreement. <laughs> we'll revisit this in a moment. Uh, but I think what you said is uh, super right on the nose. It's exactly right. Um, You've got, you can't change what your brand means, but you can change how it means it, if that makes any right. sense. Uh, so can I, can I press the issue? What does Hoodspa mean in 2016? This year? <laughs> Go ahead, Amy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or, or in 2017. Yeah, it was both. Dang, dang. Um, gosh, that's, whew, I don't know. That is 
That is a tough one. Jen, help me out here. I need to like yeah. sit and simmer yeah. on this. I think that's the problem is like we don't, we just know generally like what we are based on like, like just again, like on our gut feeling of like, yes, this is us, but we need to definitely like try and put it into words and, yeah. and try and work on messaging and, and stuff yeah, for ourselves that like says that more succinctly because being like, er, uh, duh, about our own brand is pretty sad. <laughs> it is. It's hard. Like we're, we basically decided we're going to take the whole month of December off to do internal planning because we know that we need to have this pivot. We know we need to have this discussion. And actually, any input from you guys, our, our wonderful hosts, would be awesome. We should just workshop We should just workshop it right now. Like, how much do you guys cost sure. an hour? I, I think one of the challenges is that when you consider yourself, you know, it's easy to tell other people what their brand is and, and to tell them to be really specific and, and sometimes concrete about what they're doing. But when you are that person, when you are the consultant, the designer, uh, in a lot of ways, like a chameleon or at least a multi hyphenate, you know, somebody who has multiple skill sets, I think like concrete is the enemy. And so you're sort of fighting right. against the nature that you've built up. And I think it makes it really difficult. I, mm, I, I feel like in some ways, in some ways you, you kind of have to have like a fluid center and then just take stabs at things you think are really cool and interesting and that you do want, but I at the same time though you want to you don't want to be on a, a set of train tracks but you want to be at least walking in a direction yes. right 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 exactly and the, I think the problem is is I want I want to start diversifying you know what we're doing I don't want to just be you know working this like just the design work side of Hoodspot. that's why we started odds and sods and that's why we're trying to do all these other things like we're we're re- writing our ebook right now which is basically how we started our design company oh, yes. in like a 60 page book which is which is a nice little plug yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> but but basically like we're trying to figure out other ways to to make income and to to you know push ourselves push ourselves as creatives and um, hmm. push our limits of what we actually are good at. We know we're good at branding, but like, like you said, like in what way, what's the new thing? What is, what is next? What's, what are things that we should know about that are on the horizon? So just taking the time to actually give ourselves a space to make that game plan of a direction. Like you said, maybe it's not, maybe it's not like we're in a car's land bumper car that's like stuck on some tracks, but we're at least walking towards the magic castle. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. And not to be too like, uh, all solving with this remark, which it isn't, but part of growing up is also realizing when you don't have the answer right away and, and you don't make, and sometimes you don't even need the answer right away. Right. Well, yeah. But figuring it out is, is its own answer in some ways. And, and I think yeah. add to with, uh, with the, like not, not getting too boxed in is sometimes though, what you can do is you can really just like, like sort of half specialize. It can seem like you're specializing when you're actually just using that as a doorway to get to the bigger stuff where you actually can do a lot more things. I mean, I, I feel like in some ways, like, you know, people come to know you as one thing. And if you're really, really good at that, then maybe you can start to broaden what they think of you as or what they trust you as. Cause that, that is kind of even what you yeah. were getting at was like, you just want people to trust you. Right. Yeah. Like I, yeah. And we just want to figure out how the best way we can have an impact, you know, in our field or just in helping other designers, you know? Um, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I have so many ideas and there's so many things that I want to try. And I think that's also the cool thing about where we're at right now is that we have this space and the, you know, like enough funds and enough of a safety net to try 
things and try right. new, new business ventures. And so basically we're saying, okay, we've been super safe with all of our decisions, business decisions to make sure that we were, you know, at the, had this safety net of security. And now that we have it, like, what do we want to do? What do we want to try? And, and what, you know, what are some things that could be really successful if we're willing to make that little jump? Right. And that's why we're also really motivated to, to get bigger clients, not so much because that will validate us or anything, but it will obviously to some people. And that's cool, but mainly so that we can get more money, spend less time on bigger projects, you know, in one session. And then that's going to build up even more of, it's like, uh, I guess Humphrey Bogart used to call his savings account, his FU fund, because he knew that eventually if he like got enough money in there, he could tell some hotshot who told him something he didn't want to do. He could tell him to fuck off. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, if we can get those big, projects that pay the bills in less time then we'll have more time open to do what we want and if someone does tell us like hey no you have to do it this way and we don't believe in that then we won't have to worry about being like no we're not interested you know i'm just curious like what are some of the things that you guys like what what's a dream project look like or, or what are some of like the whether that's mediums or like just like specific things you're like, oh my God, that would be so sick. And if I may dovetail onto his question, I think a lot of, uh, a lot about growing up is, is the experiences you have. And even though you might not ever truly understand what you are, you often learn what you're not. Mm. So what are, what are projects that you have learned aren't Hoodspa projects? Ooh, that is such a good question. uh, I will say an app that we made because we are not like, Oh my gosh. I just like the idea of the kind of work that you finish and there is like a definitive done version of it. And then you just build onto that as far as like new pieces and new like iterations and new like versions of that, I guess, but not so much the way that apps are where it's just constantly like fine tuning problems with branding. I feel like when, once you're done with the core version of it, this, I guess you could call it the MVP. Um, then you're, what you're building on top of it is just new, like better, like secondary pieces. But with apps, I feel like all you're doing is just constantly dealing with problems and issues. And then you're also trying to find time to make it better on the side. Mm-hmm. But it's just so stressful. I did not enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I feel like the things that I'm actually really interested in have nothing to do with design. Like I bought this old car and it's a 1972 Mercedes and it's awesome. And I've had all these problems with it just as far as the finding parts and and you have to go to junkyards and even then you might not find a part and my mechanic keeps saying like one day this thing's gonna break in some way and we won't be able to find a replacement part so I, I was like had this great idea I was like we should make a company that um 3d prints old car parts for collectors or people who have old cars that they don't make anymore so like that's something that I want to explore because I love that industry I love the industry of like motorsports and and classic cars and that kind of thing and I think it'd be so fun by the way I've seen seen a bit of it on the on the Instagram story and I'm like damn I would love a ride and I mean like (laughs) hey when you move to when you move to LA and 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 you guys visit it'll be you guys can have a ride But there's like things like that that I'd like to get in. That's just not even anything with design, but obviously having this design and marketing and advertising know-how would really be handy, right? Mm -hmm. Like we could establish, we could make the pitch decks, we could establish the brand and it'd be easier for us to get investors. I feel like Um, things like that, that's the kind of thing that I actually want to get into, into. And then of course still do design, but have these other side businesses that kind of center around hobbies more. About it. 
That's a great answer. I think that's a good vision. I mean, e- either way, it seems like that will like lead you somewhere interesting. <laughs> yeah, Wait, and, yeah. Right? Isn't that the goal? <laughs> is to like go interesting places and then and then learn do from those experiences. Things, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, yeah, I just want to I want to widen my frame of perspective. Basically, I just want to see other things, and I feel like anytime that you try something that's outside of your industry, you get better within your industry because you're learning how other people are tackling problems. And in some way that's going to parallel in your life, right? So yeah, I'm just always interested to just, I don't know, just that's be around different things. the appeal of the outsider, right? Is bringing fresh perspective into a, kind of a closed circuit and using that to improve the circuit that you're entering. Um, right. You know, I want to, I want to get a little personal yeah, I want to. I want to bring things <laughs> wow. down to a human level. I mean, when we talk about growing up, our brands, our projects, our art are reflections on ourselves. Inevitably, uh, even if we try to make that not the case, they inevitably are. How do you think you two have grown as people over the last two years? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I and I feel like I just was. I don't know. You didn't think that was raw enough? <laughs> I don't know. Man. All right. Like, you got to so ask, like, okay, how's your relationship with your parents? Tell us about... Uh, <laughs> that one, you don't even want to know about that one. Yeah. <laughs> you, can throw in, you can throw in parent issues and dating horror stories if you, if you like. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's what we did last time. It was just like a bunch of horror stories to people we had dated. And, we did And what we bit. had learned. In two years, I mean, give us an update. The listeners are wondering. Oh my gosh. I think I've learned. I don't know how I keep meeting these LA guys and they keep convincing me to date them and then they won't drive down even though it was their idea. I'm like, ay, ay, ay. But oh my gosh. That's, fla- that's so flaky. That's unforgivable. Ugh. And I would tell them, I'm like, I have an old car. I can't get to LA very easily. And then they still convince me. And then, ugh. Anyway, but LA is so cool. I've been going there a lot more recently, but man, dating is so f- hilarious. Have you guys ever read that um, Instagram? Uh, account. It's called Overheard in LA. Oh no! Uh, I I'm a familiar. I'm familiar with the, its. I believe its parent yeah. idea. Overheard in New York, which I was a big I fan of. The Overheard at my school, like which was St. Thomas. I had that Facebook group, <laughs> which honestly was a huge uh, marketing tool for these like T-shirts that I made uh, for like a rivalry <laughs> game. It was like one of my first like true forays in entrepreneurship. So yeah, I awesome. know about Overhead. Well, so <laughs> yeah. so Overhead in LA, what's what what's yeah, good? Show notes that by the way, dude, it's so hilarious. You just have to read it. And Grant, when you move to LA, you're gonna laugh your ass off because it's so true. Um, and I feel like it even kind of percolates up to or down to us in Orange County too. But um, oh my gosh, the scenarios or LA and Orange County, it's just this funny place where it collects all these amazingly driven people because no one's really from here everyone moves here to do like to pursue a dream right so it's it's kind of the cream of the crop from all the other cities in the midwest you know um and because of that i feel like you get a lot of really interesting and unique characters which is probably why it's so interesting (laughs) and some douchebaggeries yeah there's a lot of people who think they're the cream of the crop and they're not (laughs) oh gotcha i like it i like it so you just gotta follow it if you don't think it then you can't be right uh-oh. Well, exactly. I feel like there's a little bit. You need to have a little bit of ego, right? In a, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I felt you like lean closer to the mic when you said that. Yeah, as if you were peering <laughs> through the microphone at Grant. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Burn. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm being self-effacing. Like That's how you know I don't have ego, right? Oh right. man, we're d- we're deep in it now. <laughs> we're th- we're multi layers. Uh, 
Wait, you guys are deflecting with all this dating talk. <laughs> How have you guys grown as individuals or together as a as a pair over the last two years? Hmm. Hmm. I would say I'm a bit more patient now and like a little more forward thinking, a little bit got a little bit more of like a long game perspective and a little bit more realistic, but also a little bit more willing to take risks, even knowing realistically that it might be kind of stupid, <laughs> but being okay with that. Whereas before, I think I was naive, naively just would think anything would work. Hmm. Um, and that was helpful for certain situations where you just need that like blind confidence to jump into something that's not really that smart. And sometimes it, sometimes it works out. But, um, but yeah, definitely a little bit more patient now. Me and Amy have definitely realized like, our pushing points are like buttons that we shouldn't push when we've been working together too long. So that's helpful. It's handy. Um, yeah. How have, how have you guys grown? Maybe that'll help me figure it out. Ooh. Oh, well played. I think you guys have grown. Cause like last time on the cast, you just took all the questions you answered, but now you're learning. You're learning. Okay. I, you know, I can go, yeah, I guess please. I'll go first. Uh, I am definitely more uh, confident in what I want to get out of my career in advertising. Um, I'm, I think when I, when I talked to you last, I would have been kind of anxious about having to, you know, climb the rungs to eventually be a creative director or something. Or kind of, I was kind of swept up in the agency ideal. Uh, but I've come to learn that I kind of like just doing the part of the job that I know how to do, which is, you know, I right. just like to come in, write my stuff, go home, write my own stuff, continue. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, I don't really, Some sometimes it gets categorized by myself and others as a lack of ambition, but I think more over, it's just a, it's <laughs> no, an understanding you, of what I actually want to get out of. Yeah, yeah I think, Definitely. I think at our age, you just realize like you don't have that ego that you did when you were younger. Like I have to do everything for this to be a success. And that was for sure my thing. Like I wanted to have my hands in every piece of the process. And because of that, I completely stressed myself out and overworked myself. And now I realize like bringing other people in and other people being better at me at certain things is a good thing. It's going to make the, this product that I'm working on or this project that I'm working on like a hundred times better, you know? So it, I don't have to do everything alone. Like I used to think it to be a success, you know, that there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. It, it, so I think it's just like an ego thing, right? Like as you get older, you drop that ego of, of like having to have the title or whatever it is. I think understanding what actually matters is, is a huge part of growing up in general. And sometimes that, I mean, we shouldn't be so unilateral about it. Like sometimes that does mean the title is important to you for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. And that's totally reasonable too, but you need to know what's important to you and why. And that's a, a big part of coming into your own. Mm. Totally. Yeah. I wish that I, I wish now that I'm older and what I want so bad is to be able to quantify my ideas, you know, like why I'm doing what I'm doing. Just like what you just said. I so admire people who are able to speak fluently on their thought process, you know, and, and why they're 
making the decisions they're making. I feel like it's such a hard thing to do. And sometimes it's some people just have it like Jen has it. I don't have it so much. Not really, but maybe by comparison, but I do. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, no, I don't mean that. I'm terrible at it. Yeah, I don't even mean that in a wee way. Like there's just things that, that Amy is like so much better than me at. Um, but that's why we're good as a team. Mm-hmm. But um, for sure, like I think speaking fluently about um, your thoughts and ideas is a hugely underrated skill. And it's also just, I feel like more and more today, like especially with and I, I hate when people blame everything on Twitter or social media, but we do have a tendency to communicate differently now that we're used to doing it so much on social media and that there tends to be this like quick polarized method of making statements and opinions sure. instead of like, yeah, there's like no empathy, no patience, no like consideration for context outside of what you're aware of. Mm-hmm. And so you get these like knee jerk reactions about one thing or the other. And it's like, it's just really intense to see it happen. And it's really hard to have conversations about a lot of things that are really interesting to me um, with some people, but because there isn't that fluency of opinion, it's more just like, I know this is what I feel. And I have like a very emotional attachment to it. And I'm very like here, but I don't want to talk about it because like, I don't really know why. And that frustrates me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, It's a struggle because like the loud voices are the ones that come through when attention is uh, at a minimum. Um, or right. So right. Not over. And so then, it, so then it, it, it like teaches people to amplify their voice in order to be heard. And to amplify, you need to simplify your message. And then we get the oversimplification and this loud screaming in our ears. Right. Uh, yeah, succinctly put. Perhaps as a note, I will say, for me, over the last couple of years, I would say, when we talked about this at length then, especially I think when we did maybe episode 80, like the best of season two Mm -hmm. uh we talked a lot about just like what we had learned and for me it was like oh yeah like not 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 saying not talking constantly (laughs) you know not trying to get every single thing in you know and and understanding Mm. my you know i I appreciate my own perspective as like loving context and loving like being a completist as i phrased it but um you know just learning to listen a little bit more and 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 consider i I think a a general like letting go in uh in a healthy way at least for me has taken place in the last couple years i know there was this girl that me and amy worked with before and we were like oh she's so quiet and awkward and then we would watch her like talking to other people and she'd be totally normal and we eventually realized that it was because we were talking so much she just literally had no no space to respond (laughs) whatsoever that no that is an awesome and self-aware like moment to have that's super that's super lovely i will say it's easier to be self-aware when you have a twin who's like hey you did this shitty thing yesterday (laughs) yeah you just have a critic 24 7 yeah i love it i love it well it's like my own personal life coach so kind of on that note i mean we've we've already we've already danced around it a bit but how have your guys's relationship together grown over the last two years Oh, oh Well, I feel like we definitely give each other more space now um, to kind of do us, you know, we, we spend a lot more time apart, but that means when we're together, I feel like it's just, it's a lot more on, it's not so much just bickering like old, old folks, like about like, like those two whatever in the, in the uh, balcony. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, just, yeah. The, the Muppets guys, what are their names again? I forget. Yeah. But, what are their names? Anyways. Right, the peanut gallery guys. Yeah. 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 Something. <laughs> Something's getting shown out. <laughs> <laughs> Someone look that shit up. 
<laughs> but yeah, but definitely by um, forcing ourselves to, because it's really simple for us to spend a lot of time together because we run our office out of our house because it's great on saving on overhead and it lets us live in an amazing spot. But that also like throws us together so much of the time and being together that much, just like any relationship makes you kind of take the person for granted and not appreciate their strengths as much and really only focus on their weaknesses. So we definitely made a concerted effort to spend more individual time with even our common friends. We would make individual efforts to be like, Hey, can want to hang out? And they'd be like, yeah, is Amy coming? And I'd be like, it's nothing bad. It's not like we've broken up or anything, <laughs> but Amy is not coming. And it's so weird. Then they want to know the whole like, you know, thought process oh, behind man. it. Oh my gosh, why are you guys doing this? It's like, True. but it's almost like people who've been together in a marriage or a relationship for a long time. Like you can't just inundate one person and just smother their whole existence. It gets so old and it's like a stagnant pool, you know? So you have to have other people in your life, have other experience, have unique experiences that you can then share from, you know, from a different standpoint. Great space. So true. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even I feel like that's the key to love that I've realized over the last few years. It's just that just because you don't see someone all the time doesn't mean you can't have a really amazing relationship with that person. And actually, I think that some of the best relationships that I have in my life are people that I actually don't see that much. But because we both understand that concept that, you know, quantity isn't necessarily quality um, when we come together. Whether it's it, we have these really amazing, you know, interactions and connections and things like that. So I think that's the thing I've realized with relationships is I want a lot of relationships. I don't want just like four, like maxed out, like, you know, pushing at the seams kind of relationships that are just strained. I want a lot of relationships that mean different things and are, you know, in different contexts and that kind of thing. And and I think that's really what makes life really full in the end is having a lot of those things so that's definitely something i've learned i think the reason why friendships with people who aren't from where you are that kind of spur over like events or when you're in different places are usually so awesome because usually when you're in a different place you're kind of like ah whatever i'm gonna be like the most pure version of me like undeterred uninhibited because whatever i'm not i'm never gonna see these people again so you end up being the most like true version of yourself in some ways and you end up kind of realizing things about yourself that you've adapted to become that you maybe don't allow yourself to be when you're with people who know you as a certain form so when you meet people in a new city you kind of just like take on whatever you are at that moment and so yeah so it's really cool it's almost like looking in a mirror to see what you are then and that person can then kind of grow with you in a way that older friends might not as understand as much you know because it's almost like when you go home for the holidays and you kind of go back to that 13 year old version of yourself that you're like god why do i always become this person why do we do that (laughs) but it's because they only know you as that and so you all kind of treat each other as you all were when you were I mean, that's yeah. phenomenal, though, like, even just, like, practically as far as, like, an applicable thing is, like, creating space to reflect on it or, like, have, you know, either putting yourself in new situations that force you to recognize that or, or looking back. I will say even, like, this episode, right? We're now two years later. Oh, what, what a nice opportunity to check in and to, to sort of be forced to remember where we were at then and then to see where we are now. Momentum. What are you guys doing in 2018? Yeah. Fall of 2018. Pencil us in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Two years from now? Yeah. Terrific. You guys, should we write letters to ourselves in the mail <laughs> and then two years later open it? 
That'd be so fun. Remember like sure. in middle school? Yeah, let's do it. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. But sort of serious. Oh, yeah. We're kidding, too. Serious. That would be so, that would <laughs> oh, be so yeah, lame. Would, like, would why would so, we do yeah. that? Vinny's twisting the cap on his quill. He looks so sad. I'm tearing up a small piece of parchment. Vinny, I'm going to do it. Don't worry. I'm going to do it. Let's do it. All right. We're in. actually down. Hold cool. on. This is this is the sort of this is the sort of foolhardy promise I love to come out of a podcast. After our ping pong match it. with whoever let's that was, let's determine the rules here. So, are we writing a uh, letter to ourselves? What are we writing? Ourselves. Okay. This is a letter to yourself that's like kind of like a swift kick in the ass. So that if in two years we haven't grown at all, it's like, did you do this? Like, I don't know, writing Hold down on. hopes and dreams. Want. Here's what I want. Here's what I want instead. Kind of. Listen. I, no, no, not instead. On top of. You know, every, you know, there's the classic time capsule thing. You write a letter to yourself, you check it later. I want us to each write a letter to the group. And, you know, Woo. the focus is probably on ourselves, but let's write a letter to the group. And then I think all of our letters will be a bit more interesting. Ooh, I, I like it. All right. United. So you, you guys got the, this is, this is our new impromptu off topic topic, by the way, time capsules slash letters oh, nice. to the future. Uh, so the rule, the rules for the, the 10,000 hours hoods book collab letter to the future oh, is everyone, all four of us write a letter to the group to be opened on November 1st, 2018. Okay. So where, uh, I guess I could store it. I'm pretty good at digital storage. We all store it ourselves. We all have to store it okay, ourselves. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I just, I'm saying it would not be a bad idea if for us to centralize it, but then you get to read it beforehand. No, no, no. Of course you wouldn't. That's the point, dude. You wouldn't. You can't. Listen, we'll password on Honor system. All right. No, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on board. I I'm can on be board. Trusted. Perhaps you can. I see the gleam in your eye. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> you can either type it out or you could write it and scan it in, photo, whatever. Mm. I'll collect them. I'll, what I'll do is, uh, uh, God willing, Boomerang, the um, tool is still around. It's <laughs> still being supported in 2018. Reminder, I will say, it is alive and well because one year ago, uh, actually, on December 26th, I sent myself an email, and it said, uh, "It said, get mom a puzzle for this Christmas, this Christmas with a family photo on it. She'll fucking love it." And I was like, <laughs> today. and I was like, "Oh my god!" I sent it to my sister, and she's like, "This is amazing. We're doing it." And I was like, "Wow!" Shouts out, Pass Grant. Like, you're killing that's it. Hilarious. Pass Grant for looking out. Yeah, yeah. that's that's some good so, shit. So listen, if if we get them to me. We'll have a deadline. Let's see. The day this episode comes out, Monday. Mm. That seems fair. Otherwise, I'm going to be traveling the whole... That seems fair. The road... The, the I'll ride on the road. Right. I'll ride on the road. All right. Cool. We're done. We're, we All got right. it. I got it. I'll remind us in two years. No matter where we're at. Uh, Miss Miss uh, Hood Girls, are you Miss Hood Girls? Miss Hood Girls. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I'll answer to that. <laughs> it's better than Hey You. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't want to say Miss Jen and Miss Amy because then you guys sound like grade school teachers. And so then, but I I had already said the Miss, so I didn't want to back out completely. And so I tried to audible. It didn't go that well. Um, have you guys ever time capsuled before? No, I haven't, and I've always wanted to. That sounds like fun. I'm excited. I'm going to write mine purely in musical lyrics. Wow, that's sick! All right, now we all have a theme. Thanks a lot. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> I like to I like to try to ruin things that are nice. So. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you you haven't you haven't time capsule granted you ever to a time capsule i feel like every middle school did one except for ours and i always yeah i, I think like, we moved around like yeah the that's the thing where you do it i just yeah i was i'm in the same boat like we did one but we it never got opened it's lost to time what 
Yeah, they never, crazy, no one ever opened it. I put my stuff in storage recently, and I unearthed my old yearbooks. And that's oh, that's just mm. like a title. I, I also that's feel like I really love to like. This is a joke that never lands with anyone, and I, I kind of, like, I kind of weirdly get off to like jokes that don't land for people, or like inside jokes <laughs> that they like can't possibly find funny. Uh, it's a little fucked up, but uh, I love saying. Um, like just yelling have the best summer ever at people and to me that's like, <laughs> that's like the end of like high school like or like eighth grade and you're going into the summer yeah the best summer ever like, we have to hang out yeah. oh wow yeah. cool. totally oh, I like it. uh yeah i did the one time capsule it never got opened it's still somewhere in the woods in rural wisconsin somewhere uh or maybe it's beneath the foundation of the school who knows um but Grounds what would have been Willie in there forgot to mark where he buried it that's what i want to know oh so i have a yeah, so i have a yearbook <laughs> this is actually funny i was just looking at this the other day yearbook and in the back of the yearbook it had a segment called time capsule where it talked about the pop culture things of the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And apparently the oh one gosh. movie it wanted us to remember from, this is my freshman year of high school, I think, was Bend It Like Beckham. Wow. What? Starring, no. starring, no, Kieran Knightley and Paraminder, uh, I forget her last name, which is bad of me, yeah. but, uh, she, she was also named the number one actress to look out for. Paraminder. That's okay. so funny. But Kira Knightley did go on to do great things, I should say. Yeah, Kira but... Knightley, uh, the supporting role in that flick. Wow. That's uh, so funny. And then I rewatched, uh, kind of on an unrelated note, Ben Like Beckham last year. Unrelated? Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't because wow. of the yearbook. What, what's for that? <laughs> uh, it was, no, it was super good. It's actually pretty fun. It's, pre- it's a pretty, Still it's got up. a great message and it's Still a fun flick. Up. All right. Nice. Yeah. I know I heard um, I'm sorry Miss Jackson on the radio the other day and I was trying to go back in my mind to where I was when I used to listen to that and it's so crazy that I, it's been 16 years since the millennium what the heck that's crazy yeah yeah it's we wild pre, pre-show about 2007 like George Bush was our president and then it was like oh Nuts. 2009 upon a decade ago it's unbelievable crazy. that it was a decade ago well no it's weird I mean, I, I always just want to know, like, who's going to be who's going to be like the smash mouth of our decade? You know, like, who's going to be that band that we all look God, back on and we're like, man, it seems did you just so say cool. Smash mouth? Just, yeah. But then you look back and everyone just makes fun of you. Like, why did you guys listen to that? I don't know why, but I feel like it's going to be Imagine Dragons. This camp- Ooh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah, take a take an L. Imagine Dragons. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? Like, smash I love mouth them. Is- is laughing all the way to the bank because they have more soundtrack like appearances than any other band. Yeah, like Shrek every set them for life. Yeah, there. during the millennium, had their songs. So weirdly, like, and this is kind of like almost a meta, meta, meta because I can get off to this sort of inside joke that like can't really land. But I, I was singing. What song was I singing? All Star. Yeah, hey now. Like All Star. Acapella broke down version in the minutes before the cast wandering around Vince's kitchen. Totally true. Like, totally true. That alone. Whoa. Like this is never, spooky. It's legitimately spooky. Yeah. That is super creepy. Shouts out. You guys, wow. we were just meant to be friends. That's what it is. Boom, boom. Well, yes, I can't wait. On that same note of really embarrassing music, Three Doors Down came on earlier on the radio, and I did not turn it off. I was, <laughs> I was like, damn, this was a really catchy song. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the songs of the new millennium are some of the finest nostalgia you can drum up. Shouts out. Oh, oh, yeah. oh those odds. Those early for good. I heard Skater Boy the other day. Oh. Avril Lavigne. Oh, oh that's Dude, that I, so I, bad. Sugar Ray lives down the street from us. Like he, I see him riding his bike sometimes. It's crazy. That's actually <laughs> awesome. 
find him. That is awesome. Yes. But to me, Sugar Ray was never embarrassing. That was not an embarrassing. No, thing. he transcended no, he the time bad. period that he was famous in. Yeah. I was he was a paragon. Damn we were not worthy of his presence. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know that track? Damn Cold Night? I'm yeah. actually not familiar. Damn Cold Night. Sorry, I was singing <laughs> Oh, yeah. You, you, you did a Creed look yeah, for yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, remember that, that music video being very influential. She's just like wandering through these parties and like nobody's really like seeing her and just like, damn, Avril. Yeah, 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 yeah. Avril. Wait, oh, isn't, right, that, that, isn't that the theme of the Greg Gatsby? Wandering through a party where no one knows who you are. Yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she Avril was. Avril Gatsby confirmed. <laughs> yeah, she was basically doing a Greg Gatsby when we just. <laughs> I mean, and basic. then years later she went on to sing that bo- that awful boyfriend song where she's like uh never it doesn't matter there were so many there were skater so boy. many no this is be- this is what? worse than skater boy no this skater is beyond boy. skater boy skater, skater boy is a ballad of the, of a generation for sure oh no <laughs> maybe wisconsin wow wow <laughs> trying to Damn. trying to flame wisconsin because yeah, you're one of those californians who think they're the best right no hey i grew up in kentucky <laughs> so don't worry we had our own weird things yeah shots fired uh on, on the note of that loss licking my wounds let's jump back into the topic at hand uh i got two questions for you one for your, each of the hood girls except for you're supposed to both answer together for both of them and and do it synchronized okay. and don't mess up and you only get one. No, don't you don't have to answer in, in synchronization yes. but uh our first question how can our listeners support hood spa and both of you Oh, well, we are soon to be releasing our edited, revised ebook, and we're going to get some printed hard copies too, which should be really cool. Yes. And like um, yeah, basically, it's kind of, yeah, we've just learned a lot over the last few years. So we just added a lot of new information and, and tried to fill it out and, and brush it up a little bit. And so we'll be releasing that before the end of the year, which is great. So it'll be a good little present for yourself if you're starting to freelance or for a friend or a sister or brother for Christmas. And then, of course, you can support us by purchasing anything from Odds and Sods. And that also supports the environment because we give 3% back to conservation efforts, which is kind of cool. Excellent. And, and it shouts out to you guys for, I mean, helping in the aiding and the growing up of others. I, I think you guys have had a focus on educating, on sharing. I think that's like really like a dope thing that's easy to kind of overlook as a creative professional. Yeah. And so shouts out. Thank you. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think because we learn based on just friends helping us out pretty much like yeah. being thrown into the apprenticeship model, we've always thought that like it's definitely our duty to give back for sure. Awesome. And in addition to that, I will add, you should check these guys out online. Just look at their work. It's great work. It's lovely work. The aesthetic is great. And uh, some stuff. Absolutely. Probably some handles. Yeah, we'll Probably give some sites. We'll, we'll give our listeners all they need to know to track down <laughs> the hood I mean, girls. I think Amy's, uh, your Instagram is overheard in LA, right? <laughs> that's just her life yeah that's more like my life (laughs) wow cool uh well great do that listeners and now on to the second question if you would want aforementioned listeners to take one thing away from your guys's second time on the show what would you like that to be Hmm. mine would oh oh yep you first Sam. nope nope (laughs) Jen, after you, after you. Okay, okay. I would say um, everybody's got shit in their stables, so you can either sit in it or shovel it out. 
Damn. That's a good one. Damn, that's a good one. It's so succinct. That is great. And um, it really paints a picture, too. It really does. <laughs> oh, here's my piece of advice. My piece of advice is to be... Be a Ferris Bueller in life. Don't be a Cameron Fry. Take some chances, you know? Get out there and try things. The worst thing that could happen is someone says no, but you don't want to be just anxious in a corner wishing you tried and never tried. Uh, now, there's a good pair of life lessons for the listener. The dynamic duo from the dynamic duo in the episode duo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Damn. What you're doing. Damn. Dynamic duo squared. Uh, well, guys, I... There's nothing really to add to that. Yes, don't be Cameron. Be Ferris. Say Ferris. And sh- and you've got shit in your stable. Shovel it out. Oh my God! I'm just picturing Matthew Broderick just like cheerily shoveling, <laughs> like looking at the camera, just monologuing. Oh, it's great! It's great. Um, and speaking of great, you guys are great. Thanks so much again for joining us. This has been super fun. We've been looking forward to it for a long time. So uh, it means a lot. And uh, see you in 2018, season five, when we uh, yeah. read these letters. For that. Oh wow! What a treat! And yes. I, I will see you guys IRL as it's called soon. Nice. Awesome. Thanks so much for having us again. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we got one more task for you quick before you, you skedaddle. Uh, can you give us a, a ship it shout out at the end of the episode here? Ship it shout out. What does that mean? What? I forgot. Yeah. Oh, you don't remember? And this is the part of the show where you guys in unison say the words ship it, which represents our mantra as a program. Yeah, you got to ship it. A one, a two, a one, two, three. Ship it! <laughs> 